This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parsha Tetzav Tess. This parsha we speak about the Big Kahuna, the clothing of the Kayan, the clothing of the Kayan Gadol. In the beginning of the parsha, when it talks about the Kayan, the clothing of the Kayan Gadol, Perak of Ches, Lamed, when he gets up to the Chayshin, what the Kayan Gadol wore over his heart, the Pasuk tells us, in the Sata El Chayshin Mishpat, you're going to place into the Chayshin Mishpat, and so Urim Vesatumim. You're going to put inside the Urim Vesatumim, Bohayu Aleva Harim, and that will be on the heart of Arim. Benosa Harnas Mishpat Ben Yisrael, Alibay Lefnei Hashem Tomei. He will always carry this on his heart before Hashem. What is this Urim Vesatumim that he's placing inside? So Rashi tells us, Hayiksav Shem Afirish. It was the Shem Afirish, Hashem's name. He would place it inside the folds of the Chayshin. And what would they do with this? They would illuminate its words and bring perfection to its words. What does that mean? So we know that you would ask the Kayin Gadol question, something of significance, importance to Klai Yisrael, and the letters of the Chayshin would light up. Indeed, that's where the name Ur Vitumah comes from. Ur is from the word Aira. Hashem's, one of Hashem's name is light. That when you would ask a question, the stones that had all the names of the Shvatim on it, as well as the Avais, the different letters would light up. And that would give you the answer. Tumim comes from the word perfection. If you would read the letters correctly, then you would get the perfect answer. But you have to read the letters correctly. As Rashi in Yuma tells us, and I give him base, that the letters wouldn't just come all in, spelled out for you. The letters would appear, and you would have to go and figure out what it means. You know, the Gemara tells us in Brachas that Eliakain was once walking by the Mishkan, and he sees a lady, and he recognizes the lady, it's Hana, the wife of Elkanah. And he sees her, and she's there. And the Pasuk tells us, in the beginning of Shmuel, she was speaking on her heart. And She was moving her lips, but he didn't hear anything from her. So he wonders, what, what's going on with this lady? And he asked the Chayshu Mishpat that he was wearing. And the letters, Chaf Shin pop up. So he figures... He looks at the letters and he realizes, Shikaira, she's a shikar. See, she's a shikar. He tells her, he's shikar. What are you doing here? Go home. What's her response? Her response is, as the Gemara explains, Mila Yadat, don't you know? I'm a lady of bitter spirit. I don't have any children. And that's what I'm davening here so much to Hashem. And in fact, that's what we learn that when a person davens, they shouldn't daven from Esri out loud. Just loud enough so they can hear nobody else. Now, how is it possible that Eli read the Chayshim Mishpat incorrectly? The Chayshim Mishpat said, Shikaira. Turns out she's not a Shikar. So how could that be? And in fact, the Umar says from here, you see, that if you accuse somebody falsely, you have to give them a bracha. Because Eli sends her off and he tells her, Hashem gives you your request. What's up, shot? How could Eli read this wrong? What was going on over here? There's a very interesting story that happened 
many years ago with the Rizin Sarebbe. The Rebbe from Rizin, from Rizin, there were these two fellows who were partners for many, many years. They had a textile company, textile store. The way it would work is, is that one fellow ran the store, another person went out to buy merchandise and to sell. This fellow one time was away, he was away for almost two months, and he was very successful. He was traveling back to the city. He had his whole big bag of money. He started to think to himself, oh, finally I get to go home, see my wife, my children, I miss them so much. I'm happy to see my partner. Then he starts to think about his partner. He says, well, you know, my partner has been home all this time. He didn't have to go away from his wife and from his children and from his house. Why is it fair that we have to divide this money? I made so much money. And the Eitzahara got the better of him. He took a shovel, dug a hole, and he hid the money inside. Needing an excuse to tell this fellow, he took off his jacket, he made some tears in it, rolled it around in the dirt, smashed his hat, and he comes back to the town. He makes his way straight to the store, and his friend's so happy to see him. And he looks at him and says, what happened to you? Oh, it's terrible. I was walking. I was right outside town. I got mugged. They stole all the money. He says, but don't worry, I'll pay you back. He says, pay me back. I I'm happy you're alive. The money we can always make again. And he says, oh, thank you so much. You know, I'm scared we lose our friendship over this. He says, Chas Vashon, you're kidding. I'm so happy to see you. And of course, the person was very happy. His plan worked. All right, he's going to wait a while to get the money. But after two weeks passed, his partner looks at him one day and he says, you know, this guy looks too happy for somebody who just lost, who was mugged and lost so much money. So he goes over to him again. He says, do you mind now that everything's calmed down? Can you tell me again what happened? He says, oh, he was terrible. He starts crying. He tells no story again. And the partner feels bad. He says, okay, okay. Another two weeks pass, and this time the partner couldn't take it anymore. He knew something was off. The guy was just too happy for someone who had all this money stolen. And decided to go to the Regina Rebbe, someone they both knew. They went to the Rebbe. And this partner says, look, you know, my partner comes back. He tells me this whole story. I'm not so sure exactly what happened. He's my partner for 25 years. The other person starts to say over the story and he starts to cry. He says, you know, he's my partner for 25 years. If he lost all this money, it's one thing. I don't want to lose my friendship. And he starts crying again. And he finishes. The Rebbe looks at him and says, tell me the story again. And he says over the story again with all the details and everything. And he's crying away. He says, I feel so bad. I don't know what to do. If you want me to pay him back, I'll save my whole life. Somehow I'll pay him back, but I don't want to lose my friendship. And he starts crying. And all the Hasidim are standing around there, and they feel bad for him. And then the Rebbe looks at him and says, tell me the story one more time. And what's the prize? Why are you putting this guy through this uh, hardship? No. He says over the whole story again, he's crying. And when he finishes, the Rebbe looks at him and says, you gone if you thief. Give it back. He says, what? what do you mean give it back? He says, you stole the money. Give it back. The person broke down, and this time he agreed, and he says he's going to give the money back, and he's, he admitted to what happened. Okay, they both leave, very surprising. And the Hasidim turned to the Rebbe and says, Oh, Ruch HaKadosh, the Rebbe is Ruch HaKadosh. How did the Rebbe know for sure? And the Rebbe says, No, I don't do Ruch HaKadosh. He says, Well, how did the Rebbe know? He says, Very simple. I had a question for many, many years. In the beginning of Shmuel Aleph, when Elia Kayin sees the wife of Elkanah, he sees Hannah, and he sees her moving her lips, and he thinks she's drunk. How did that happen? 
So we know that he asked the Urim Vitumim, and the letter Shin Kof Reish Hei came out. So we all know he read it, Shikair, and he called her a Shikir, go away from here. He made such a mistake. How could Eli Kain make a mistake and, and not read the Urim Vitumim correctly? Eli Kain, it's Sadik, Kain Gadol. So he says, the Vilna Gain says, we know the letters come up. The letters Shin, Chaf, Reish, Hei came up. And immediately, Eli Kain read it correctly. He read it either as Kesheira, or he read it as Kisara, like Sarah. Must be she doesn't have children. But then I realized, she's crying away, and it didn't bother me. And I thought to myself, Eli Kain, I wear the Chayshim Mishpat on my heart. So I should have the feeling of all of clients are on me. And there's a lady standing here, pouring out her heart to Hashem, and it doesn't bother me? How is it possible? It must be, it doesn't say uh, Kishera, it must be says Shekaira. So I went over to her and said, you should go home. And she said, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm a bitter spirit, I don't have children. Now Eli's really stuck. He says, what? It really means Kisara. It really means Kishera. But then how is it possible that I don't, I don't feel for her? She's crying away. It doesn't bother me. So Zayda with the Gemara says, and then he sends her away. Hashem has already answered your tefillahs. You're begging Hashem for children? It must be Hashem already promised and agreed and decided to give you children. You can go home and you'll have a child. Sure enough, she went home and she gave birth to Shmuel. We grew up to be Shulanovi. But Eli said, now I understand why I don't have her pain in me. Because she thinks she has a problem not having children, but the reality is, Hashem already promised her children she doesn't have a child anymore. And that's why it doesn't bother me, and that's what I explained to her. Said the Rishna Rebbe, this fellow standing in front of me crying his heart out, he lost all his money, and now he's going to lose his friendship. It didn't bother me. I told him, tell me the story again, and he's crying, is he's crying and crying. It didn't bother me. I wondered to myself, how is it possible? A fellow Jew standing in front of me, crying his heart out, a terrible misfortune, and it doesn't bother me. I realized, it doesn't really bother him either. The whole thing is a fake. And that's why I told him he's a Ganav. And sure enough, he was. The lesson from here we see, is we're going to learn about this whole week, we're going to spend learning about the Big Day Kahuna, we're going to learn about it, learn about it. We have to remember, what did he wear on his heart, the Pasuk tells us? In front of Hashem, he always wore on his heart the names of the Shvatim, the names of the Avais. And that's what he had to keep on his heart. To make Urim Vitumim is to always think about a fellow Yid, to always carry them on your heart. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.